afternoon. <laughs> See the Westlink? That there. is the horniest what? thing I've ever heard. Oh, Marvin, bring daddy some of those chicken waffles. <laughs> Mr. Potter. <laughs> I feel gushy. This is unbelievable. It's absolute <laughs> chaos. Sippers, welcome to this episode of the Tea With Me podcast with, as always, me, Shane Todd. Huge episode of the pod this week. A guest I've wanted on for a long time. We've got him. It was a great time. We've already recorded the time I'm recording this introduction. So the hard work's done. All I've got to do is tell you a couple of very quick things. One is, why are you not an official sipper on Patreon? You've had lots of chances. I've told you about it a lot. I'll take one minute to tell you about it right now. Patreon.com slash TV Me Podcast. Bonus episodes on a Monday. Yes, they don't go public. Live stream on a Friday. We get to ask questions, showing in with the chat. Your favourite Tea With Me guests. Actually live. Yes. Exclusive tickets to Tea With Me events. Like when we did the SSE Arena. Do you remember? Like whenever we did Who Wants To Be A Millionaire. Well, we couldn't officially call it that because we were just fully ripping off the concept. Whenever we put our stars in your eyes. Tickets, which are sold out uh, at Christmas this year in the limelight. We put everything goes through Patreon first. So if you enjoy the podcast, you want to be an official sipper, you can do it from as little as £3 a month and you get all of that. Patreon.com slash Tea With Me Podcast. Become an official sipper today. We are sponsored by none other than NordVPN. Dan, you think I'm sure for Nordic? Not sure, potentially. Is anyone sure? VPN is a virtual private network. Dan, can you look that up and see whether um, NordVPN have any Nordic links? Thank you. Um, it's a tool, a virtual private network. You, you, I mean, you know I know, but in just case you don't. It's a tool that safeguards your internet connection and enhances your privacy online. It establishes a secure and encrypted pathway for your online traffic. This tunnel is impenetrable, ensuring that no one can snoop on your internet activities. Snoop's a funny word, isn't it? Snoop on your internet activities. Access your personal data, oh Jesus, or determine your actual IP address and geographical location. Let me tell you this, once somebody bought a USB lead in uh, Dusseldorf in Germany using my uh, stolen bank details. Yeah, I know. You can use, uh, for example, I use NordVPN when I'm on tour, like I am right now. To keep a safe and secure connection to public and hotel Wi-Fi. I don't want them to know that I'm doing a network game of football manager. And I'm trying to take Kidderminster Harriers all the way to the Champions League. You can get an exclusive NordVPN deal and find out more about it by going to nordvpn.com. with me to get a huge discount in capitals off your NordVPN plan. Every purchase of the two-year plan will receive a four-month bonus on top. Dan, do we find out anything about the Nordic links of NordVPN? Nothing conclusive. They're not saying? There's some rumours, but that's all. Could be anything. Before we get into this episode, I am on tour. I'm doing stand-up absolutely everywhere. I don't know where I've already been, um, but I'm doing America, Canada, Dubai, Australia. We might at this point still have Scotland coming up, uh, run at the Operation Belfast. For all of it, sheandtalkcomedy.com. I don't know what I'm coming or going. Manscaped. Manscaped are the number one in men's below the belt grooming. You know? 
They uh, did I think the ads were done? Yes. Do we have time to re-record? We don't. We we physically don't. Manscaped are you know by now, these guys are numero uno in the men's below the belt grooming game to the point where I don't know any other men's below the belt grooming companies. There isn't. There isn't any. They're like um, what's an example of like it's just one thing is the thing. Pritstick. Pritstick. Pritstick isn't a product. It's a brand. Do you know any other brands with stick glue? No. Neither do I. That's because Pritstick have it sewn up, but they aren't sponsoring this episode. Whatever you do, don't use Pritstick to remove your pubic hair. Use the Lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped also. Coming soon. Coming soon. I don't know if we can... I don't know if we can say... I don't know if we can say this, right? But... Well, in fact, we're definitely not allowed to say this, and I definitely won't say anything here. You know Manscaped brought out the lawnmower. Then they brought out the lawnmower 2.0. Then the 3.0. Now there's the 4.0. We're hearing unconfirmed reports that next up, Manscaped very soon will be bringing out the lawnmower 5.0. That is from the horse's mouth itself. They've look. They have everything, especially if like me, you're you're on tour at the minute. Uh, no, sorry for um. In front of your ad read, um, plugging my tour dates. I didn't mean to, but I said I don't have time to re-record. You, let me off with it this once. Um, I'll send you some of my pubic hair. You can use it for experiments or whatever it is you like doing, or putting them up in your wall because I know you just love pubes. But I'll say this: What was I saying? Manscaped tea with me twenty percent off. Yeah, but tea with me twenty percent off. Uh, you just go tea with me for twenty percent off free shipping. I was saying that, but before that, I was making a point saying Pritt stick. Something about Pritt stick. Manscaped, the Pritt stick of the dick and balls game. My guest this week is Nico Vanderhorst. Nico Vanderhorst. How international is this podcast getting with guests like Nico Vanderhorst? You know Nico um, with his YouTube page, which is Nico Leonard, um, but it's not doing him any disrespect to just call him the watch guy. Because as we talk about in this episode, that's where he's got to in the watch game he literally is the watch guy he's the guy who talks about watches and he doesn't just do it in a way that I'm sure there's been, there have been watch guys in the past but I'm sure they're in you know they're in suits from Burton you know or they're and, and, they're, and they're, they have no chat Nico has changed the watch game he's um, he's got something like I don't know like magnetic about him I don't know he's just a brilliant presenter of his content and he makes even like people like me who uh, admittedly are not into watches at all um he makes me interested in watches just to see what he's gonna say about a watch um i think he was pretty impressed by my collection though pretty impressed and look we're recording this intro a different day to the episode but don't think i'm not rocking a drip here with a casio f91w um nico's absolutely brilliant it was a pleasure having him in um, I'm a big fan. This guy's blowing up everywhere. Please enjoy this episode of the Tea with Me podcast with first time guest. Hopefully, he'll be in again. Nico, let me ask you this: Do you always now get people coming up to you being like, "Oh, rate my watch"? And that is that the first thing people say to you? Like, what do you think of this? That happens often. Yes, that happens often. So, what do you think of like <laughs> some of these? So I have God them. damn motherfucker. <laughs> So right, let me show you here. We've got uh, oh god, now not all these. F ninety one W, twenty one hundred. That's the grey one. Okay. 
So these I wear for stand-up yeah. because they're the funny. stopwatch on them are brilliant. Uh, all right. And they're nice and subtle. You don't really know they're on. So I have those in three colors. All right. right. And that, that see-through one's my favorite. That grey one right there. I gave Colin several of these black ones. Did he give one to you? That that's one of them. Yeah. yeah. And he and he and he and he gave me this. He gave me this too. Oh yeah, fair enough. He gave me this G Shock. I um, gave Colin a fuck ton of these watches. Yeah, and then he just he's well, he's, they actually sold this to me. Oh no, I didn't, God, he didn't. You <laughs> and then this Accurus one here. I got Nargos for nine quid. That is levels, mate. I'll go top level for a watch. Twenty five, thirty quid. <laughs> If I saw if something caught my eye and it was forty, I'd do it for like a birthday or something. Um, it needs to be a special occasion. Though. Yeah. Oh. Um. So this is my favorite watch. Is that a fake AP? Yeah, I bought that for a sketch, right? So, <laughs> but I don't wear it because I'm scared that someone's going to rob me for it, even uh, though it's yeah, fake. No, I'm like, yeah. it's cost me seventy quid for. A now prop. that's the excuse a lot of people make, right? Go in London and wearing a fake watch because I don't want to be robbed or stabbed. And I'm like, mate, now you get stabbed for a fake watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're more of a loser. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> now, this is controversial here, right? By the way, how can you tell straight away that's fake? Is it because I'm wearing it? <laughs> be honest <laughs> there's many tells and one of them is you wear it it's like when any guy in Belfast is wearing Canada Goose you're like man come on <laughs> so that uh, I bought this to do a sketch and then when I took it to the um, it's so bad when I took it to the uh, the watch repair guy across the road yeah. he's like a real old guy like real nice he's uh-huh. beside the barbers I go to he was like uh, straight away he goes this is fake and I immediately started to sweat and I said it's my dad's so I just dropped my dad in it I was like if anyone if anyone's going down for this it's my dad um, but then see the, and then this one I bought for the live podcast at SSE we did because purple is like the colour of the podcast and everybody hates it everyone hates that watch yeah you hate it I like it good thank it suits you well yeah uh, you um, like the black one that's my that's probably yeah. my favourite watch that it's black nice G-Shock watch. I like G-Shocks yeah. um, god tier you like my collection? I like your collection, and uh, I'm glad that I've contributed in some way, shape, or form. You have. Something that I have no idea about. Yeah. Thank you, Colin. Appreciate that. Those Casios are, are the best. What was the first, I'm sorry if you've been asked this question a million times, what was the first watch you ever owned, like even as a kid? Or? It was an Ajax watch. It was a red watch. I still have it. I have it here in Belfast, funny enough, in my, in my house. Um, never wear it because it's this big. Right. And I need to replace the battery. It was just a red watch with an Ajax logo. At the moment, I wouldn't wear that proudly, to be honest, but yeah. that's a different story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck and me, losing against Brighton, mate. That is just a joke. I, I remember I got a WCW wrestling watch from my mum, and I had to pretend I like it, but I was never in the WCW. <laughs> it put me off watches for years. <laughs> years. That is mad. Um, we met um, probably, I'm going to say, like eight years ago or something. Yeah. When I was getting, I Maybe. think I was getting a suit from Chris Souter yeah and you were in the shop and he introduced me to you and he's yeah. like you just I think you just moved over here no I've, I've lived I lived in Northern Ireland before I started my business four or five years already okay. um, but I just started my business yeah I remember yeah. that because Chris's shop was my shop yeah without him knowing that but I was just there every day to yeah. meet people but I remember like you, it, it stuck in my mind meeting you I was like oh, you're not someone you would forget meeting <laughs> even just because even we just had a 10 minute chat and you were so like full of chat and like 
you I think you just started the business. You were right. excited to like tell me about that and maybe if part of your head was like this guy might buy a watch in future, <laughs> yeah. that's when you got wrong. But you know <laughs> So so was I. <laughs> I'm always just I go to sort by price and then I'm like, whoa. whoa, whoa. Um but like yeah, was that but was that the first thing you did when you came yeah. was watches like the first thing when you came here you were no, like No, I I came here in Northern Ireland to work for no I came here then uh, to play football and then I um, um, lost that very quickly uh, due to an injury I broke my ankle and then I worked for a call center here in Northern Ireland we were just talking about um, how what the highest floor you think you could jump out of in event of a fire would be and I think I could comfortably jump out of a third floor window yeah but then they think that's mental what's What's the highest floor you think you could jump out of? Probably the first before I, I caught some earthquake <laughs> here in Hollywood. Like. <laughs> but you don't think you could survive? You think? I mean, survive. I don't just mean. Oh, like survive. Oh, fuck it. I'll, I'll, I'll climb up the roof. We can test this I out. No I, have, I, have, I, have, I have airbags around me, man. A lot of airbags. So when you, came, yeah, when you came over here, so it wasn't like, it wasn't you came over here and were like, watch it. So it wasn't like watches was like your pa not your passion, no. but it wasn't your thing. You're like, this is what I'm going to do. This is going to be my business. No, it wasn't. It wasn't very clear for me. Like watches was always my obsession when, when yeah. I was a kid, right? Fixing watches, taking watches apart. If I was good at it, yes or no, I, I, not really. But I already al always enjoyed it from when I was a kid, and uh, I never thought that it would be possible for me to make a living out of it. To be honest, um, because I don't really, I never really had money. I don't really come from a background where money was. Um, was a, was a given, uh, so I just gave up on that idea. But whenever I moved to Northern Ireland, um, I needed and I needed a job, so I started working in a call center. I started fixing watches and and helped uh, in, helped out. In bind or outbound? Um, I think it was it was Apple customer service, and I was fired of that in three weeks. Four. Yeah. I don't know, gross misconduct or whatever. <laughs> a serious one. <laughs> Bit of a serious one. I don't know. I think I started shouting at managers that were incapable. You know what I mean? Right. I, I couldn't see you having a boss. You know no. what I mean? You don't strike me as that guy who would enjoy having a boss. No, I, I'm probably the same. Like I, I kind of, I think I have just issues with with authority, and definitely when the authority, like when there's authority and there's there's authority and there's authority, right? Yeah, yeah. You have someone that has doesn't have a clue what the hell he's talking about, and there's someone that, yeah, never mind. Yeah. So I I would know that quite well, but um, in this case it was just it was a dead end job, mate. Yeah, yeah. And, and people, I did it for years. Did you? Yeah, working call center, and it was one of those. Was it things. concentric? Are you? It wasn't. No, no, no. There was one in Hollywood, like a smaller one, but it was always. And I worked out everybody was kind of like this. It was like I'll do this for a couple of months, and then I'll move on. Yeah. But I was there for like two years, and I I could easily I think have always just done that job. Uh, I've been saying that like I'm getting out. They're like you've been here for seventeen years. You know. <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> There's people I think that are either in that job just for like a quick fix, or people that are in it for for life, uh, and it's so tough. Like just repeating the same thing on the phones wearing uh, that headset it's it, it's it was brutal i wanted to do something and, and 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 figure out a way to do things better and they weren't having that yeah, and yeah. i think i just lost my shit yeah you were trying to do things better for apple so you were like listen uh, fuck <laughs> this iphone i could design <laughs> exactly a better iphone i think it was a system that i tried to make an application that i tried to make where <laughs> uh the the call center team would be able easier to spot what a product it is right 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 so or what, what different products there are in a, in yeah. a product range yeah 
and then two weeks they I was fired after four weeks I think or three or four weeks right I was like ah oh, fucking hell but on the side you were fixing watches yes yeah. but just at, like for yourself you know yeah mm. to, to make a few quid and oh, I tried okay, to okay. put advertising how do you mar- yeah how do you do that how do you go about I fix your watch or yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> it was just Gumtree and Facebook oh, okay. uh, marketplace and stuff. And then I made a bit of battery change. A battery cost me. I bought a bulk of batteries for two quid, and there was like ten bat, ten or twenty batteries in there. It was it was a paper. It was in a paper envelope, and then I sold them for five quid each. Right. So I was hustling. Like I mean, uh, it was uh, cool but, shit. But at what point does do you start to go? Oh, this this is maybe a maybe a career, as um, opposed I've, to I've never really thought that that it would be a career. Not at that point in any way, shape, or form. I I moved to another job, MRP, market research, research whatever people and, people yeah things. What else? <laughs> another call center job, right? Um, was fired there as well. That was different. <laughs> gross misconduct. Gross, <laughs> gross misconduct. <laughs> I forgot to put my trousers on that day. <laughs> um, and then I had a job in Dublin for Vodafone, starting at the call center. Right. <laughs> and I think that, that that when I started to make some money at Vodafone, and the guys at Vodafone were very were amazing, and they let me work in my strength, and they just let me be. Uh, I've worked there for three years, and after year two, I started to make some money. I made a promotion. And I was like, oh, and now I can actually start thinking about a future and start buying a watch and maybe sell a watch. Because it's very easy once you start like a promotion, start making better money. Yeah. It's then easy to just stay in that job. And then yeah. the, the, the side hustle or the hobby just kind of gets pushed to one side. I think if, if the changes that didn't, there were a lot of changes within Vodafone, including management. And I think if that didn't change, I wouldn't have made that move. Because yeah. I was all of a sudden put under pressure with a new manager and new people, and all of a sudden it was just a shit show, basically. What was the first watch you sold? Uh, I still think I think I think really it was a Tudor Pelagos, but to make the story better, it wasn't Bretling Nevitimer because that was Tom Gannon. <laughs> right. But that was two days after. Yeah. But I rather do that. What, what profit did you make on the first watch you sold? I think it was 150 quid. Oh, okay. This is a big, big stuff. Because like. those videos, like, I, I'm, I'm, as you can see by the watches I have, I'm not a watch guy. I like functional for stand-up or I kind of like you those shoot, G-Shock watches. wear a nice watch. You know, so many comedians, I just, I only know, all the comedians that I know wear nice watches, bar yeah. the people in Northern Ireland. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Bar but, comedians in Northern Ireland, all the comedians I know wear nice watches. But... Is but it like I trying to be humble? Or I think so. I think it's a thing here where like you don't want to... I would feel all... I don't know, maybe uncomfortable at having something expensive. I don't like this... Like even like clothes or anything like that. Like I love clothes, right? But I, I don't like to buy really expensive clothes. I just feel... I can't justify that to myself. Yeah. And it's but maybe the same watches. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, but you work hard. You're on tour there. Then you do... Po- you're always working. Why do you not deserve that? Um, I, I don't know. I just, like, I prob- here, here's my thinking. The watches I wear for stand-up, I do stand-up so much that it's very rare I'm, like, maybe having a day that isn't work. I don't know. I, I, so I like the idea of, like, a nice watch, but I don't know how comfortable I feel wearing it. 
But maybe that's maybe that's a thing from here. That's maybe an attitude that's indicative of being from here. Where it's like, I don't want anyone to think I'm trying to look flash or that's not my nature to feel. This is what I love about Northern Ireland, right? I am I'm I'm quite prone to lose my head and 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 be not with two feet in the ground. Yeah. And then I come home here and I was like, "Oh fuck, I'm back." <laughs> right, right, right. People put you back yeah, <laughs> back yeah, where you yeah. belong really quickly. Yeah. I love that. This is why why I want to raise my kids here. Yeah. It's because uh <laughs> Yeah, you don't get above your station. Exactly. Really. But I love this place because of that. But you're right, like that that's something I notice when I travel with stand up even like fashion and what people are wearing when i gig in la i've not done it much but the times i've, I've done you it. you gigged in la yeah and you're still bloody like ah do i deserve that fuck off no but the, if you look at the way comedians are dread they're wearing these it's all about like and they're great comedians who so don't get me wrong but they have these like these fancy jackets on and these amazing shoes and i think here we're more just like i don't know we're not as we're not as big on the presentation Right. And it's more about the stand-up. Listen, whatever whatever floats your boat, whatever you feel comfortable with. But like, I mean, whenever you gig in LA, yeah, I mean that's a big fucking thing. Like, where the how many people were there? Um, I did the comedy store to about ninety people. It's just one of the small rooms there. And, and when I did my tour show, it was like fifty. But that's all the room held. It wasn't like in yeah, but you know, that the is arena. Mad. <laughs> yeah. But that is mad, mate. That's the other side of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that is crazy. Fucking yeah. fair play. Well done. Yeah, but do you notice that here with like, would it be easier for you to sell watches in New York or in yeah. London? I would be significantly more successful if I would. <laughs> so now let me explain, right? I need to explain this. Right. I If I started my business in any other country, I yeah. wouldn't have survived. Right. Because the support I've received here was massive. Yeah, right? through like what? Literally Chris, word of mouth. Chris Suter opening the doors, allowing me to to meet first uh, first customers. The trust I've gained, like I'm a foreigner in a country that isn't mine. I'm selling a ten thousand ten thousand pound Rolex out of the boot of my car. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm just a different looking looking man, you know. Yeah, you see what yeah. I mean. Uh, yeah. Like the trust I have received, like that is just insane. Yeah, and I've I've said this before. I I just wanted good, but. Jesus, uh, if I was, if I had bad intentions, this is the place you should start. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people were very gullible, but it was. <laughs> no, I, I don't mean that in a bad way. You see what I mean? Like, I'm glad because it gave me a life. It yes, gave me, you're right. And, you're right. And and now we employ a lot of people because of that, and we add value, and we do a lot with with charity stuff. So, I mean, I want to give back in that way, but like, without that trust that I've got gotten, that I would absolutely not have received in any other country i wouldn't be here today now stage two is would i be more successful if i have my business in a different country if i have my business in california i probably tenfold my my revenue right tenfold right and we've we've conversations about that and it is it is something that i don't want to commit to because this is where i want to be this is where i want to raise my kids that that's exactly the same with Stand up, like we have a great, such a good pound, pound for pound. The stand up scene here is one of the best anywhere. I know it sounds mental, but it, it really is in terms of the way exactly what you're talking about the way people support their own right. and come to the arenas. Because you go to anywhere else, they want the traveling comedians, they want the international comedians, and we want that here, but side by side with the local acts. So, I could, if you're busy gigging here, you're maybe gigging three times a week, four times a week. 
if I was in New York, I, I could do that a night, you know. But it's crazy. But it's not here. There's no, and people like when I started stand up maybe full time, people were like, "Are you going to move to London? Are you going to do this or that?" But like, it's just it. It has never been an option for me, no matter how well. I'm doing that. It's never tr the travel's great. Get to see other places, but like it's it's. What is the place that close closest resembles home, outside of home? Um, those working class industrial cities in England, like Liverpool, Manchester, right. Glasgow, Newcastle, and then when and then when you properly go away, can like Canada, I found. Like Toronto. That is literally on my bucket list. I want to go to Canada. You never been? Never been. Come to Toronto. Mate, I'm in. Like I have been all over the world, and for some reason, Canada. I've. It's do you know that Canada is? Is it our third or fourth largest country? Um, of I following? wouldn't know anything. I'm like, no, like for for us, for our channel and stuff. Oh, I definitely wouldn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Where Where's your biggest online? When you look at the U.S. Okay. Oh, like U.S. is. Oh, hello. Um. Does the mic work on this side as well? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, again, <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, US is is the biggest. We're the forty percent. Yeah. And where what's like, what's the place that being big and it gives you the most like satisfaction or New York? Being, right. I fucking love New York. I mean, I mean, like the stuff that comes up in my TikTok just because I watched probably thirty seconds of it once is, and I'm sure there's millions of guys like this. A guy who will buy a watch in New York. Oh, and yeah. go and flip it on the same day. There's yeah. probably millions of these guys on TikTok, but there's one particular guy who pops up for me, and I get really like, I'm I'm so into it. like you know what I mean. I'm invested in it. Is there is there like the way New York and LA would be like the comedy capitals of the world? What's like what's the watch capital? Um, these videos that you often see, um, they're ninety nine percent fake. So uh, sorry to break your heart there. Uh, <laughs> This is all over video. again. This, this is this is this is what happens when you run around in New York and you see this stuff happening. Yeah. I'm uh, a big wrestling fan as well, by the way. So. Yeah, that's yeah, sorry, sorry. I won't. You know that Santa Claus. Never mind. He's not real either, you know. Um. So what 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 are they sent? So they've worked out a thing with a guy beforehand. They're not really buying it, or or, or what? I, either they're not really buying it. There was one occasion where there was a watch in. Damn it. Miami show, there was some fake negotiation. Remember that, Johnny? And that was a bloody watch that I bought. And I mean, that was 500, that was four or 500K. I didn't buy that, I bought that for a client of mine. And you saw this ne fake negotiation video about that particular watch. But it was so shit. rare that I was the only one there. Yeah. And I was raging when I saw that. Because basically what happens then is someone is burning down a watch with value, you see what I mean? Because I've already, I had that watch already sold to a client of mine. You see, and um, with a fair, our margins are uh, vary from seven to twelve percent. Yeah, because it's such a large amount. There's also a large amount of risk. And these guys, luckily, they negotiated. Or oh, the fake negotiation was about 150 grand above what the normal price was, or what the price that I sold it at. But that is, it's just, it is just stunning. It's just, it's just a amazes me that that stuff is it's a, it's an industry that like you you like the way you can spot a fake straight away or you can obviously do that with a video too. yeah yeah but that is that is that's just because this is my life right yeah, same yeah, as yeah. comedy is yeah. for you you know a bad comedian from a good comedian no? yeah yeah <laughs> what was um what was your first like when you got into the game 
what was your first like loss or like not just maybe financially oh. what was your first or maybe you got burnt you know with something I've made some big losses like this is the thing in the industry right people think like I live a good life right I live a very good life um, financially very very fortunate but people think that that is because of the watch industry if I wanted to make m- money I, w- I wouldn't I wouldn't do the watch watch trade I wouldn't start a watch business in any way shape or form because that is just but are you saying that in case there's other people wanting to do it and you're like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> true got me there no genuinely uh, because the margin definitely right because we're we're pre-owned dealers our margin is between 7 and 12 percent um, and definitely with an extreme overhead that we have now, I, I would do that different. But our vi- our vision is not um, transactional profit. Our vision is 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 a value in equity. Yep. So uh, reputation and becoming authorized dealers and being the first one to ever do what we've done, which we are currently yep. already. We we are at a certain point where no one has done that before, which is amazing. Um, but the biggest losses I made. That was COVID, mate. That was bizarre. So I started my business with 20,000 euro loan from AIB, right? And funny enough, last month, I paid that off. For, right. That was actually, that was a, like, a, it was a special moment, right? Yeah. I could have paid that off fucking years ago, but that's not the point, <laughs> right? That's not the point, right? The point is that we've done that amazing, right? And... Oh, relax. Christ. Jesus, there's ghosts in his house. I would love to have the reference of like a rival <laughs> guy who post watch stuff and be like, "That's that guy, the spirit of that guy," but I don't know anybody else apart from you. <laughs> I wish I had a reference there. Uh, but no, Mr. Casio, was... I'm so, so sorry. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's blow. Yeah, COVID made me lost hand hand over fist there. Um, right. So I saved up to about a stock value of about four hundred thousand pounds. Um, in two and a half years, which was great, and then I uh, I had the the COVID hit. Um, first of all, hospitality was closing, restaurants and hotels. The merchant where my hotel where my shop was based um, was closing. Retail wasn't closed at the time, but my shop, my retail location, was in a hotel. Right, and therefore my shop wasn't accessible, and therefore I had to pay uh, two staff. And then I had to pay them first. So that was the key. So I liquidated my entire stock, half the stock, so I could pay at least for nine months, pay my staff for at least nine months. A week later, furlough was announced. I was a bit of a... I'm very grateful for that, by the way. (laughs) But they could have waited. They could have been a week earlier, right? I've lost about 150 to 200 grand there. Uh, <laughs> and that was a bit of a tricky one and, and whenever so. yeah, a bit of a tricky one that's not how I describe losing 200 grand no, it's I, a minimum a shit one <laughs> <laughs> minimum oh, let's put it this way I slept a whole lot le- a, wor- a whole lot no never mind how do you say that me no speak English. I couldn't sleep for fucking weeks, mate. Right. That was bizarre. But um, after that, um, watch prices went up and up and up and up and up. Was that, do you think a lot of people took up that hobby as like someone who would want to buy one or start a collection in COVID? There was people, watches, watches our investments became mainstream. Right, right. right. And it wasn't mainstream before. It yeah. became 
proper mainstream, so everyone bought Rolex. Right? Wait until my in like twenty years when I give my son that G Shock. Exactly. I mean, inflation will help a wee bit. Probably four hundred percent profit. His face when I show him, I'm like, I kept the watch. Show this for video years. as well. Yeah. Your dash cheap. <laughs> They're functional watches. Um, yeah, I mean, he doesn't think you deserve a nice watch. <laughs> I do. That one's real. Um, it it seemed like about four or five years. It might have actually been coming out of COVID when someone like me started hearing way more about watches and people talking about their not just having a watch but their collection and have and having more and more. Is it that before that it seemed like? people would always just jump to like Rolex. I want to yeah. have a Rolex instead yeah. of like a nice watch. Well, Rolex was more often seen as an achievement rather yeah. than, than, than a timekeeping device or yeah. a watch. And that, that is something that, that for me, it also started for me. Like I've always wanted a Rolex and when I was 16 years old in Marbella, you wear a fake watch because it filled in some form of insecurity, which is, is the reality. It was Turns your wrist green though. Exactly. Nightmare, I bought a There's Nike ring once. <laughs> And I was like, this is the ladies back home we're going to love. I was like 13. I was like, You bought a fake Nike ring. A fake Nike ring, yeah. It was, right. um, it might have actually been a thumb ring. It was black with the <laughs> silver Nike tick in it. And I was like, this is what's missing from yeah, my life. Is, yeah, so exactly. I'm sweet after this. And I had the fake Oakleys on and everything. <laughs> but um, I once bought a fake Barcelona shirt on holiday. It might have been like Messi's breakthrough season. And I thought I was the man come back with it. And I was like, I don't want anyone to think I'm a faker. It was a pretty legitimate shirt. But on the back, it was just like an entirely different squad number. He had, <laughs> people were like, he's not 87. You know what I mean? Like, he's never that. I'm messy with a Y. Um, I love all the fake gear on holiday. Yeah. I bought, last time I was in Mallorca, I found a wee shop, five euro fake Ray-Bans. I cleaned up. <laughs> cleaned up cleaned up resold them in, in Belfast right? yeah <laughs> <laughs> went to Newcastle the beach there yeah. started selling them <laughs> but yeah I, I know what you mean like when you're younger and you see the fake 100%. watches on the beach or whatever you're like people will think this thing of me if I if I have this or if I wear this because in Marbella in, Marbella in particular um, I fucking hate that place um, no offence um, it's horrible um, I've just gone into business with Wayne Lineker, so I'm kind of <laughs> pissed that you'd say that. All right, no worries. Just I shit. haven't really. Just it's a shithole. It's yeah. a shithole, right? <laughs> I'm getting killed now by some fucking guy, I swear. Wayne? Maybe. As I don't know what that's his, pla uh, that's his place. You have this, you have this, 99% of the watches that people wear in fucking Marbella are fake. Right. And for the same reason, they say, oh yeah, I don't want to be stabbed with a, and it was a stolen watch and uh, my watch is stolen. But your logic's right in that you're still going to get stabbed. Yeah. But, but now for a fake watch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, I mean, then, then do it the right way, right? Do it the real way. But it's a load of bollocks, right? You go to the clubs and stuff in Marbella and, and, and the 99% wear fake watches because they're in this pressure environment that they have to be someone that they're not and I have been in that yeah. scenario I've been in that situation and it, 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 I thought it filled in a gap a gap that is very um, it's, it's not no it's not some something I would like would recommend for anyone but, but it's, it's, it's almost like a thing where people it is pressurized where like people are maybe thinking you know if my boss sees me wearing this you know, he thinks he'd make more money. Than he, he, maybe I'm, you know, I'm an, I'm a certain kind of guy if I wear this watch. To be fair, in meetings, right? 
it helped me at uh, from time to time to wear a nice watch or yep. a, a good watch because although this isn't i'm not saying this is good but this is the reality i'm just saying it the way it is right whenever i have a meeting and i wear a nice watch the other side of the table knows that i'm wearing a rolex or no yeah that meeting starts completely different yeah that meeting starts completely different than when you have a Oh, what Casio? It's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Nothing wrong. But it is it is reality, right? And I've noticed that throughout the years, and um, it is also a point of talk because because this is a real man's accessory. So if you have another watch enthusiast on the other side of the table, that's your that that's the best icebreaker in the end. world. Yeah, Because yeah. the first thirty minutes of your meeting, you're talking about watches. Yeah. And uh, the deal, uh, the deal becomes res- re- less relevant, and yep. uh, you get what you want usually. Now, this is not a sales pitch, but this is what I've, what I've experienced for myself yep. out of, uh, out of the, the, but, the last ten years. But is your head not like wrecked by being out and just look? Like, is the first thing you look at someone their watch? Yeah. Oh yeah. But oh, surely, yeah. like when you see like maybe watches that aren't real and that kind of thing. Is that the first thing you're looking yeah. for? Is that the first thing? Is that watch real or not? Uh, it's just when I'm in a when I'm in a Marbella or when I go to Marbella, uh, where I've been twice this year for other stuff. Um, uh, <laughs> sounds bad. <laughs> you guys are just annoying. Like, come I on! <laughs> I had to pick up a car. <laughs> right, this sounds even dodgy. It's still cars here. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I play golf. Right. I'm shade. <laughs> whatever. What's wrong, Castle Ray Hills Golf Club? It's too far. <laughs> Don't know how to get there. <laughs> but um, when I'm in Marbella in that environment, I just want to prove my... Ah, see, another fake, a fake, a fake. You see what I mean? Yeah. But when you're in New York or when you're in any other place, mate, I, I walk around in Orange County in, in California, mate. Yeah. I'm actually reshot a meal after reshot a meal after reshot a meal, and damn right, none of them are none, none of them are fake. Yeah. I was in Monterey, right? Car Lovely week. spot. Oh, Pebble Beach. I went there as part of my honeymoon. It was great. Did you? Mate, I've never seen anything like it. Yep. I mean, I'm not talking about the golf course, which was fantastic. I didn't play golf because it was car week. I'm at this event and I'm like, there's just, there's over a hundred million worth of watches here. Right. Really? And I'm like, and the rarest stuff you've ever, I've, I've, you never see. Yeah. But America is way more open, way more. Have you ever gone up to someone? Yeah. You don't know and been like, yeah. can I buy a watch? Mm, yes. Once. How did that come? How did that go down? Yeah, didn't didn't close the deal. Okay, <laughs> didn't close the deal. But there was this was in Goodwood when I saw someone wearing a vintage Daytona about a year and a half ago. Right, that was amazing, mate. This guy, bigger guy, like wee bit bigger than me, um, not tall, yeah. whatever. Right, yeah. was wearing this tiny thirty-seven millimeter, which is tiny, right, for a while. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, mate. Unbelievable watch, right? Paul Newman Daytona. I was like, I really want to buy that. And he's like, I really don't want to sell it. And I'm like, we just started talking for 20 minutes. Yeah. And uh, we're still in touch. What a great lad. Okay. Uh, still hasn't sold me that fucking watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, what, like, from when I met you to then started, like, you know, I, I think when you set up in the merchant, yeah. I was like, well, that's a that's a big, di- that's like a prestigious yeah. thing. Um, business must be going good. And then, it was really when I started seeing the online stuff, I was like, God, like that is, just straight away, I was like, that's going to take off massively because it felt so 
like authentic you know you see uh, people be like let's put a camera on this thing we're doing and they're uncomfortable or they just don't know what the thing is but it seems straight away you knew what your thing was so you had no background in filming or, no. or you know talking to camera and that kind of thing no never no for me first of all bill Woolsey. Um, yeah, yeah. i owe that man a lot and um he doesn't always get the credits he deserves but he stood by and gave me the opportunity um when i when i needed it sorry you you're right he doesn't get i watched the i met bill a few times and he comes from a very working class background oh yeah and now owns 73 percent of belfast yeah (laughs) (laughs) but he he doesn't get the credits he deserves and and i was just a young guy that again a foreigner was this is then i mean i feel more at home here than i feel uh, at my birthplace um but he without any background checks we had a check we we just had a conversation he's like i want to give this this guy a chance now I mean, if he knew about your gross negligence from yeah, exactly, all those other places from, from concentric misconduct, yeah. <laughs> he gave me he gave me an opportunity and still today um sometimes for advice but it doesn't happen very often maybe twice a year i call him and something and yeah i just want to like that he's it's such a clever guy yeah yeah and he's worked his he's worked his entire life so hard and for that i have a lot of respect what was when you moved into the shop and set up the shop when you started doing the online stuff did did that both did they happen at the same time or no not really the because the the shop was whenever i opened the shop uh the shop cost me about 27 grand at the top of my head to build that we room right and then I didn't have money for watches because I sold a good few watches. So, <laughs> so the place looked class, but yeah, there's no products. exactly, no <laughs> products. So I filled up the place with boxes right. of watches. Oh. And then I asked someone, can I sell your watch on consignment or something? Right. I tried to find a way to make that happen, right? Now, and then I built up my uh, customer base and I used Instagram and I used every Tuesday we went on a live stream on, on Instagram called Watches and Bollocks and it became a real, real thing. It was like 10 people watching, 20 people watching, and 50 people watching, and our first time in three digits. And I think we never got above like 110 or 120. But And then it's probably the same with comedy where there's such a buzz when you the first time you see someone from maybe outside of here looking uh, at it or being like, man, I love your stuff, and they're from even like uh, Scotland or something. You're like, uh, how do you know about me? Exactly. Like that's, that's a big deal. Uh, exactly. But other than that, um, the online stuff really kicked off to 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 survive to have the business survive because we were done mate the business was done sold half the stock furlough was there i don't know how long this was going to take this was when steven steven joined the business in the heights of lockdown he quit his full-time job a very good job as one of the regional managers and uh, sales managers from goldsmith right the heights of lockdown right uh, just because he thought that this was going to be a good yeah thing and the first, what was the first time you put a video up where you where it like hit, where it took off, where you started to I notice? I think that was like, KSI's video. Did you do the edit at that time? That was the very first. So Johnny has been with me really from the start, right? First he worked for someone else, but he was still one of the editors. And yeah. then I took him on because he was good crack. Um, but this is like taking, so when you are reacting to celebrities watch or watch collection, that's that seems like sort of thing conversations you'd be having anyway yeah to friends or other people you work with so it's really just putting the camera on that and capturing what you would be talking about 
in the office or the shop anyway. It is really funny when I now watch one of the first videos we've done to where I am now, I am so much more outrageous than when I went viral. Right, right I was right. actually really, do you not agree? You I was mean actually you're... really calm and, and, and right. I said sometimes something ha, a bit on the edge or right. close to it or yeah. remotely I'm so much more extreme right now. But that comes with, I think that could be similar to what I'm doing in that you get way more comfortable and you know yourself way better. Aye. You also, you're that little bit older as well. So you're like, you just know yourself Aye. better. That's the same with like... You get more confidence. I would have been really conscious about what I was talking about online, what I was saying in stand-up. And like, I'm I'm by no means like near the edge with stand-up. But if there's a bit I have that I'm like, that could offend people or whatever, I will now probably find a way to do it. Instead of before, I was like, well, what if... What if BBC don't want to work with me after this or something? I saw that is that is we got at that point recently, right? Where it's like, ah, oh, what if this watch brand doesn't want to work? My agent, I was fired by my own agent. Right. Normally you doesn't hire normally an agent. Happen that way. Yeah. <laughs> it normally happens the other way around, right? You see, I got fired by my own agent because I was like, holy fuck, we are not gonna uh, be conservative by. <laughs> All right. Big Mike Obama doesn't matter, right? But Big Mike Obama, Michael Obama. It it was about Michelle oh. Obama being a man. Right. I swear, and I just I defended her. Right, she can't be a man, right? I'm sure, she appreciated that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit outrageous. So I said, "Prove to the world, show us your." Anyway, right? So. Um... <laughs> <laughs> this is getting a whole different level. <laughs> right. So my age was, ah, you can't do this. And I'm like, brands, and I work so hard with brands and this brands. And I'm like, no, no offense. I'll stop you there. I don't really care about brands. What we're doing here is adding value. And if a brand doesn't want to do anything, that's their problem. Yeah. We set the standard. That's what it is. But then you go back to that. You, you think, ah, oh, it's cool to say that in a group, but then you're going to doubt yourself. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but what if brands do really don't want it? You see what I mean? And it's like, we never started this in the first place to work with brands. Yep. If I need to worry about what other people think, what other businesses think, I just have to stop here. And, and then, then you will become everybody else who's... Exactly. Who's then I'll become seat. a product of a system I don't yep. want to be in in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, and we've had that conversation, and, and Johnny was like, and I was just like, I'm always, I'm always the one to blame, right, for everything. No one agrees with me, weirdly. And I was like, Johnny, what do you think? And I was like, Stephen, what do you think? The whole team was like, what do you think? Ah, Nico, I think you're right. I was like, yeah. for the first time, I was fucking right. Yeah, dude. yeah you see yeah. what I mean? I was like, ah, yeah. oh, this feels good. Yeah. But no, I, um, I decided to push ahead and. and and when you started, you know, reacting to f uh, famous people's watch collection, that kind of thing, who who was the first person that ever like came back to you, whether it was directly or not, or like, oh, that was he's super, seen this supercar blondie. I don't know. No, me neither. Right. Ah, she's she's supercar, super, supercar, supercar blondie. She's a YouTuber. Right. YouTuber from Australia lives in Dubai. Okay. Invited us over to review her collection. She had a lot of followers, like couple of million probably six or seven million and we right. just didn't even have a hundred thousand subscribers right so did you so say like say ksi was the first one did you ever hear back like yeah yeah i speak i speak not on a red not the last couple of months but if right like we speak and i give them advice sometimes yeah 
so he was happy, you know. Oh, he was happy, yeah. So what? what's the percentage of people that you do that are out of 10, how many people are like, man, I love this? Even though you, you could be roasting them and uh, their watches and what they do, what perc- what out of 10, how many people are like, man, I love that? Like it's- 10, 9.9 uh, out of 10 were extremely happy. Who, does, who didn't like it? Bar 0.1%. I can't tell you who. Could you give me a clue? He's from Northern Ireland. And that's about it. And he has a watch collection? No, not really a Where's collection. Here, I can't all... really call that a collection on my phone. Goes. Oh, to Stephen. Huh. Oh. oh, anyway. I wanted to say Liverpool shade, but whatever. So somebody from here, would we, it doesn't matter. I'll not who go it into is. that. Who cares who it is? I'm not interested in that. But um, Who is it? <laughs> what industry? Can't tell you. Okay. Get my, like, do my, like, do charades. We don't do a video version of this podcast. We don't do a video version of this podcast. No, I, I can't, mate. Is it? I'm actually being sued for this. Currently? Yeah. Oh. Just because you slack somebody's watch? Yeah. That's no, all not, you did? I was actually saying it was something good. But anyway. So hold on. Let's you, move this on. Okay. No, we'll no. On. We'll move no. it on and we'll cut out what we need to if we need to. But all I'm saying is you're saying you went on you, you went online and we're like, this guy's a fucking great watch. Cheers, guys. Yeah. And then yeah. they're like, hey. Yeah. Sue you. We'll find a way to sue you. I swear, mate. Okay. Yeah. Who, who was the first person that like got back to you or got back to you like, hey, they like this? Uh, that You got a big buzz off. You were like, that's great. Or is it that these people that you're reviewing the watches of aren't people you would necessarily know about anyway? I am not really cultured, right? Nowadays, I'm more cultured, but I didn't know gay as I was, right? I so, didn't know. Sorry, I think that's the that's why the videos are so great because you're like off. You're discovered. You're like, who, who is this person? Ah. And you're reacting naturally to right. Okay, ah. so right. like the reactions were they're always natural. They're always real. If yeah. I know someone or if I don't, it is yeah. real. I don't know what I'm reacting to, right? Yeah. Because I don't do the presentations. The boys do that, and um, I don't. I I don't really have uh, a homework really to, to go through and yep. stuff. I just, we just sit down and talk shit. Basically, that's it. But the first time, um, I think it was. I think this was James McVeigh as like the vamps remember that and I was oh, like oh I see, see when you said James McVeigh I was like no idea who that is no don't think I don't know the vamps no but <laughs> listen, listen the vamps and I'm like I don't know what to reply to him you remember that so I'm like I'll text him I'm a big fan and he's like you've never heard his music he's like yeah fair enough but it doesn't matter you see what I mean nowadays yeah. we're very good friends right okay um, I don't know if I ever told him this story now he, he heard it um, can we dance as a banger James Exactly. <laughs> Fair play. But, uh, like, there's so many big superstars now, like, where where we in touch with. And then, like... Ha, ha, sorry, have you had someone be, like, you know, have a friend of theirs or someone they work for be, like, do, oh, his, do his watches? Oh, that's just one of the great features about the uh, <laughs> Casio F91. And uh, W. W for West. Yeah, exactly. What is it? Westy watch now. What, is, what does the W mean in that? I wouldn't have a clue, mate. <laughs> Means winner. <laughs> Winners win. Winners wear castles. That's what he's doing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, me and you and lagging side in the dark. Yeah. We've lost it all. <laughs> 
<laughs> What's your favorite fam song? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, have you had people go, you know, re- react to my watch and that kind of thing? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> the way you would pick someone and be like, or the guys in the team would see a watch and be like, look at this. Do you ever have people prompting it? Yes. You know, yeah. big stars being like, I want you to talk about my I, collection. Yeah, that was... Uh, wasn't that one of the Migos at the time? Oh, yeah. And then he didn't like it. Quavo? Was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he died. Offset? Oh, yeah. No, he was shot after. It was takeoff? Takeoff, aye. Yeah, that was... Uh, that's fucked up, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pima. <laughs> You're right. <in> <laughs> oh, fuck. Jesus. That was fucked up, man. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I think it's, it's great. Like, you, you are literally in a position where you are the watch guy. Is it, that's mad. That's fucking mad, yeah. To be the... In the industry, you're like, that's a guy who... Because everyone f- talks about watches like they know what they're talking about or has, yeah. a, has an opinion. But you're like the guy. And which is, is wild to get to that point in the industry where like... And and have the watch industry in general... I mean like, let's call them the establishment. You know the big names. Yeah. Citizen. It's all right. Fossil. Have they... No, but I mean like the watch community. Have they been accepting of you? As like an industry, it is a mix. It's a mix, but you you need to be loved. You need to be hated, right? It is what it is, right? You need supporters. If you don't have, if you're if you're not hated, you're not loved. You see what I mean? Um, and that is that is in our in our like, I I think, and I'm not. I definitely don't want to put the credits on me because without Johnny, without Gareth, um, we wouldn't be here today. Yeah, very, very simple. Without the team that we have around me, um, like I'm just a face. And I just talk shade, but without their creativity, we the videos wouldn't have gone as far and we wouldn't be where we are today. And traveling all over the world, being recognized all over the world, being in Shanghai and being constantly recognized, mate, that is fucking China. Yeah. That is the most bizarre thing I've ever ever experienced. You said China like Trump says it. Yeah. And I like that. <laughs> China. China. <laughs> China. Has Trump do you know have you ever done Trump's watches? Do you yes. have watches? Yes, and we've got an touch with uh, also something i can't really discuss but um he loves his watches you know um yeah (laughs) so what was the first time that you got recognized what was the first time you had someone come up to you even in belfast or whatever and be like i've seen your videos i think it's london oh belfast belfast people don't really care you know that's actually but that's belfast belfast is normal it's more of a quiet north ah you see oh yeah 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 in london it's chaos man right and chaos in in america it's chaos yeah um it is it's germany not so much and i've really tried to be anonymous in the netherlands so i don't do any dutch by the way that's such a tongue twister (laughs) anonymous in the netherlands yeah say it five times (laughs) you try it first anonymous in the (laughs) netherlands But I I just tried that, uh, but now I feel the last couple of months um, it's becoming more difficult. Yeah, um, and and podcasts now reaching out. They've reached out several times, but I always try to 
refuse that. I feel that the the people in the Netherlands are are prone to more reacting negative to videos of so or so. Well, if, well that that that's something that when you don't have a background in it, that um, when I see people nowadays like getting into comedy or video making, you see this like the all the positive comments and then all that negativity, all that trolling type stuff. Yeah, I think I had I had an advantage with that because I got into comedy so young and so early ah, but you're like, known for that now comes the thing people there's there's content creators here in the world that are known for nothing so the difference is naming any person in the world now that is big that is famous that is not known for anything yeah yeah that's incorrect so i'm known to be the watch guy i'm known for that so yeah, yeah. for me it is now easier to to use that as a yes as a uh, as a tool to bring ourselves to the next level with content creation, but if you just want to make content creation the sake of content creation, that's where you get hate for. Yeah, and I think I benefit personally because because I have been doing it for so long. So much of it at the start is like you see people being like, "Why are you doing this? You need to stop doing these videos." Because I've been doing it for that long, they know you've been he's really not going blown away. up. Like they're like, he's not going away. This way, man's been doing this. For nearly two decades right. so i'm not going to talk him out of doing it so i would say i get very proportionately like very little hate and i did like there was time like i suppose when i was younger or when facebook was really taken off and things like that that and it's still always going to happen you're going to get some negative comments but i just think the um, i was I, I was a slow rise with comedy so i think that helped but when you sort of come out of nowhere and go so big that probably you probably got so many positive comments, but then a lot of hate as well. Yeah, so um, I've I've been taught not to uh, look at negative comments or don't look at comments at all. Yeah, but taught to. So what what about at the start when you first see? Because oh. you're totally unprepared. And no, in the start, I just didn't read it because I listened. Now I do, and that that is sometimes. I think the whole journey with YouTube and fame, um, it's a mind fuck. It's an addiction getting attention because I felt like probably felt like back in the day I never received attention. Now I get attention and now it's a drug. It's the most, it, it, it's amazing. It feels amazing. You don't want to let go on that. And I mean, you have shit videos all of a sudden or videos don't do as well. Then that, that, that fucks up your mind, right? Career is over or YouTube is over. It, it, it is, it is really, oh, it's fucking hardcore. It's tough. We've did, we've recently I recently went through a span like that. It's just ups and downs, right? But the commons <clears throat> um, nowadays. But, we, so, sorry, does it go that extreme where you're like, couple of ones that maybe don't hit as hard as you want or whatever? Is is your reaction not like I'm done? Yeah. As in like, oh yeah, this is over. Oh yeah, and then Johnny says, "Hold on a minute, we're not dead here." Like that. That is that is like Johnny. Johnny doesn't really. Uh, raises his voice but at that moment remember that you raised your voice and like we're not fucking dead here you need to f wise put up. it on a t-shirt uh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but 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 isn't it funny how for you your barometer the video that you know that you're like you know this is not head at all this is not popular the numbers of that imagine when you're starting out or anyone else oh. would kill to be at that number oh, that yeah. you think is nothing yeah exactly you know? But but I know what you mean. It's hard to tell yourself that sometimes. Uh, it is it is very tough. But then the negative comments, like I, I'm an emotional type of person, right? And I take things to heart. And but like I've struggled with that. And sometimes when I don't feel mentally well or whatever, there's something going on. I read read sometimes read these comments, and it doesn't really help because yeah, 
there's a hundred positive comments, but you highlight that one negative one, you know. Yeah. Now we recently um, recently were joined with a YouTube analyst, which we um, uh, which joined our team, and he said we're going to target these videos at a newer audience. This new audience doesn't know who you are, so be aware your comments are going to be fifty percent negative. Right. And damn, he was right. It was sixty percent, but whatever. <laughs> but that's because the this this newer audience where we were doing a new type of video with yes. wasn't aware, don't don't know who I am, so. Um, it is about the whole, the 40% or the 50% of people that do like it. That's yeah. a new audience. We've seen a spike in subscribers again. You know, one of the first negative comments I ever got on a video was on Facebook. And it said, like, and there's some good comments in there. You know, this was like 15 years ago or something. You know, like, oh, mate, nice one. And thumbs up. And then there was just one that said, wanker hair. And it lived rent free in my head for about five years. Uh, still, it still I is. Still. I, couldn't, I couldn't get over it. I'd never heard it. it's not like a well known common phrase <laughs> and it just really like fucked on my head. Wanker hair. Yeah. I was straight to the barbers like I was like <laughs> And then he cut my hair and I was like, Oh this still feels like wanker hair, you know, I don't know. Um but it's funny how like the negative stuff that does jump out at you when uh, you're it's like, always. You have a hundred positive comments. You have a lazy eye, you know? <laughs> Dude. And then I found out I did. <laughs> I do like in a <laughs> Oh, mate, that's I, why I keep my head slightly <laughs> to, uh, no one, I shouldn't be telling anyone this because you'll know now but no, I, I you can compensate a lazy eye by just <laughs> doing this what is a lazy eye? Uh, <laughs> it's it's basically Genuine like question. okay so my two eyes aren't like deceit. one eyes one's looking <laughs> at you one's looking for you do you know what I mean? like <laughs> uh they're be, they're not symmetrical. My eyes aren't symmetrical. I I shouldn't have pointed out. Um, <laughs> one eye is kind of like lower than the than the other. One. Not by much. All right. Still need like, like one degree or something. Five. I'd say it's not it's not that noticeable, and I shouldn't have said anything. But if you if you look for it, it's there. But you'd have to really be looking for it. Don't look for it. But is your stop is looking your, at me? Nico. Is, <laughs> is your vision then fucked or yeah. what's the crack? Nah. Uh, no, it's not to do with vision. It's ju it's purely a. Superficial kind of thing, uh. you know. Uh, but at least they've got wanker here. So I, I have lazy balls then because one is lower than the other. Is it? Aye. Really? Yeah. That's yeah, fair. My 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 balls aren't that low. Yeah, it is. So I think when I'm an old man, and my ball and your balls get kind of like lower, <laughs> I think mine will just be the standard. Let like, hang. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but I'm glad that they're not. They don't hang as low. I'm glad. Because yeah. that's not... No, it's an open oh, target. I need to see a doctor. <laughs> um, like, traveling... The, like, fucking your Instagram's great. Like, you just show the, the places you're traveling to, the experiences you're getting. Um, what was the first time, like, one of your passions linked up with something you got, like, invited to or whatever? You, you know, because you get, probably get invited to a load of events or come over and do this. But what was the first time you got to go to something? You're like, I'd love to have gone to this anyway. Yeah. I think F1. I think after our F1 video, um, um, I got to meet Lana Norris, um, spent some time with a good friend of mine who I met in Dubai, Simon Wilson, a good big big YouTuber, does travel stuff. Fantastic oh, yeah. Guy. And um, like we were supposed to do something in America, but um, I, I, I didn't have the time. He's now in America doing the... He's Welsh, is he? He's Welsh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's a awesome. great guy. Yeah. 
I think that that was really special doing at F1. Not that I was passionate about F1, but I thought that, like that's where we saw that a video actually made a big impact. And, yeah. And Landon Norris reshared that, and I got to meet him, and I speak to him now on a regular basis, which is really cool. I think footballer football is one of my passions. Cars yeah. is one of my passions, right? And um, being able to, not that I'm a Man United fan, but like going to Man United, like meeting the players and. But like I was used to that football type of thing anyway because of Northern Ireland. Because when Northern Ireland squad was here, I was gonna I was in a hotel like I was at Christmas right. shop. Yep. Um, and whenever G uh, McCauley, Gareth McCauley retired, um, and and it's Stu and Stu and Josh were still there, and, and Davo and then Jamie Ward was gone, and then um, it just became less and less. And now it's just a young group yeah. that I barely know, bar Josh. I'm the same. I was doing a lot of like video content with them, and then I kind of just uh, went we away were always at the Colada, mate. It was great fun. Yeah, but like, would they? Would they like? Would you get a footballer when you're hanging out like that? Just be like, listen, just on a whim, being like, I'm thinking about that. You know, just oh, yeah. make a decision then and there. Just oh yeah, it. I remember a story about Josh. Like the boys were winding Josh up because he was wearing a fake AP and he didn't have a real watch. Right, I actually bought mine off him. Uh, it was a black diamond. <laughs> I cost him the- <laughs> You see uh, But the boys were winding him up And then Josh bought his first watch Right And it was cold It was a male, male ghost Because the boys Gareth uh, Yuji Aaron um, Everyone was winding him up Yeah Laughs at the time And uh, he bought his first watch But I, I just love that like Because so many Big artists are coming over to Belfast now that wouldn't have five, ten years ago. Yeah. But they, they, they hear good reports. Belfast is becoming like a far better city for people to visit. Yeah. So like we Belfast talk- is up, up the rise, like I mean Oh massively, yeah. Right. We started talking before this and then I was like, No, save it for the podcast because I want to hear about it. I've become a huge country fan in like the last two, three months since I started watching Yellowstone. Right? It's affecting everything the way I dress. The way not today. You need like, to explain what is Yellowstone. Yellowstone, Kevin Costner. It's a country and western type drama TV series. All right, incredible, right? It's so good, it's and it's kind of got me into Netflix country music or on Prime, Prime, on Channel Five. What? what? On it's on Paramount, but you can get Paramount through Prime if you want, or you can use the separate Paramount app. Is there a dodgy box that I can use? Because this is very complicated. If you want dodgy boxes... You... <laughs> That's right, um, so, no, but you, there's... A, and you can get a... You can get a free trial with Paramount. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you could try that, see if you like Yellowstone. If you don't, cancel the trial, right? Uh, um, but don't worry about that. Do you need to leave your credit card details, though? Yeah. That's where they fuck you. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So I love Yellowstone, but it's got me in. The, it's a gateway for country music. Now I'm listening to country music. I like it. Luke Combs. I heard people talking about him for like a couple of years, and then I was like, I need to. I need to see what this is about. And he's great. He comes over to Belfast, sells out the arena, and then you're hanging out with him on the day of the show. Yeah. Did he Did he buy a watch or was he just? Yes. Looking? He bought one. Yeah. Do you think he's doing that in like lots of cities? Yeah, he does. To be. Uh, to build a big collection? Yeah. Yeah. What did Smart. he buy off you? Can you say? Um, not in particular, but I can say what, like, I put a brand on, so he, I gave him a watch as well. 
I uh, gave him a Zodiac, which is, I think, a really cool watch brand. And um, I wanted him and his manager for his PA. Um, they've been together since childhood, and we have had in-depth conversations about the sentimental value of watches. Yeah. And he was where so Luke bought his assistant nice watch back in the day, and I was like, you know what? What if we get them both the same watch? They can, and they'll never forget Belfast and whatever, yep. right? It was green and orange to get both sides. Uh, bezel, yeah, long story. The bezel was green and orange. Oh, okay, okay. So I thought it was funny. Um, the humor that I only get, clearly. Uh, oh, no, because in my head, I was forgetting. I was like, if there's white in that, that's only one side. But like, <laughs> but I, I, I'm, I'm now realizing what you mean. So I thought it was funny. Back, I did make a comment about that. Um, I don't know if we're going to publish that, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> but um, I gave him a watch. He wore that at the at the um, at the game at the show. At the show, it was fantastic. It was really cool to see. And um, I bought another watch the day after London as well. So it's just really cool. Like this is just an enthusiast about watches, and I yeah. wasn't aware who Luke Holmes was yeah. until we made a video about him. And then he reached out. He's like, so many people DM me, and of course I'm in. And uh, he came to Belfast, met up in the office, played pool, and uh, just had fun. And uh, he's a but, great guy. And it's like you were saying earlier, it's that common ground. Yeah, you don't know this guy. He's American. He's a superstar. You're doing your thing, and but you can instantly I, hit it off because you have this shared love of this shared love of watches and then you realize okay he has two young kids uh i have a young kid and another one of the way right very young and and you do realize that there's a lot of things in common he started on vine right right he started on social media he wasn't discovered by the normal the yeah, normal yeah. roots never knew that um and you have a lot of things in common and yeah i'm i'm he's he's such a good we have Mutual friends, right? And right. Joshua Wiseman, which is one of my closest mates, uh, a YouTube chef. Um, he's gonna, he's New York two times New York Times bestseller in every category with a cookbook. No right. one has ever done that, right? Like, it's just really funny how small that wor world is. I, I really like what you say about like the sentimentality. Yeah, says so, the, the fuck up. Is now it my head? Is, is that a word? Yeah. No, the sentimental value. I love that, and you've always been an advocate of that and always. said that and that you know i'm sure there's watch experts and people in your position uh who would you know basically be like you know you've got to have an expensive watch because uh, they want to sell watches that's what your business is but you've always been like if it's if it's important to you then it's it's uh, priceless and, and that always stuck with me i always really i think that's the authenticity that you have and that's why like um you know yeah, I, I if there's a watch I like, that's why I'm like I don't care how much it costs. I ah. just I just like it. You if know, it's not more than forty quid. I got, I got um, given. You must have watch. spent more on that fake AP, mate. We spent seventy on that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You interested? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we spent more than that. I'd be so bad at watch negotiating. Um, but um, I I was I was given a watch by a family member to wear like on an occasion and I I didn't I hated the watch and I didn't wear it oh. can I tell you what yeah yeah kind of watch it was yeah it wasn't the, it had nothing to do with the brand I don't care about bra any brand if I if I like it I'll wear it but it was a it was a um, Slazenger watch 
the tennis ball brand. Yeah. They do watches too. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was like, I'm so sorry. I appreciate the the sentimental nature of this and I'll keep and treasure this but I will not have it on my arm ever ever the although, is, although if Salinger um, see this and DM me and they're like will you become the face of our watches like, yeah I will yeah yeah yes. yeah, yeah money talks you yeah, know, money oh, yeah. Talks. you see that's the difference what would my what would my brand be say say watch companies come to you and they say listen Shane Todd needs to be the face of a watch brand what's the perfect brand for me I won't be offended don't worry what do you set me up with I also won't get it if you say something that's really bad I won't no no, no 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 I think I think because you're very understated, you're very, I think, Omega. Okay. Omega. Because Omega doesn't try to be over the top. I've always said and that. Usually people that have Omega don't buy Rolex yep. because they hate it. Yep. Um, and Tech Hoyer tries to be something that they're not. Longines, maybe. Longines? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine me saying that, Leonard. <laughs> Longines. Longines. It's all about time. I take any of those. It's all about time. Um, <clears throat> there's, I, I, I want you to come back and podcast again because there's, there's so much I want to, I want to talk to you about. But what's, what's like as a final question? What's like the next thing you have your eye on in terms of like, are you, are you gonna like open a shop in a different place or is so much of it online? And I also want to ask you, so I'm going to ask you two questions at once that are not linked in any way. <laughs> um, and it'd be really confusing. But has becoming a da changed the way you approach business? Yes. Yes. To which one? <laughs> <laughs> Although right. you said yes, yes. So that. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> Let's talk about that being a da, right? Because. You, you've experienced the same. You're a bit further than me at the moment. Um, it changed me massively. And I don't... A friend of mine once made this comment, you'll never make more money than the moment you become a father because then you all of a sudden start making wise decisions. But I got to where I am now by making ludicrous decisions, mm -hmm. right? So I recently really got to me and I was like, I am just overthinking every decision I'm making. I wasn't like that. I've never been like that. It got me into many, many times into shit, but it also brought me to where I am now. So what is wise? I still am trying to figure that one out. Um, is it the best thing in the world? Yes. I always thought that people said that for a reason because there's no way back, right? It is what it is. Yep. That being a dad is the best thing in the world. Yeah, you only say that because you... Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You're fucked now anyway. Yeah. So you see what I mean? But it genuinely is. Yeah. I'm fucked. Um, no, 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 no. No, it is. It, it, it changed me as a person significantly. Um, but I'm still trying to figure out if I'm what the right decision is a lot of times I'm just overthinking a lot of things and yep. we got to where we are today by not overthinking but yeah, just yeah. doing it yeah. and we'll figure it out we'll deal with the consequences later we'll ask we've never asked for permission we rather apologize yeah yeah and that was always my attitude so the last couple of weeks i'm starting to get back uh, back into that old nico yes. habit stupid stuff again. yeah so that is uh it has changed me definitely um the first question so the last answer yeah doesn't, doesn't make any sense does it do, um, but hey <clears throat> let's not overthink it yeah exactly we can answer it whatever exactly. we want um yes i have the ambition to grow with the business but i also need to figure out 
um, where we want to grow. So we're, we're market leaders on the island of Ireland. We're in the top five in the UK. Um, and, and we do unbelievably well. But we also, we're able to control it today. Yeah. Right? And we can make changes today. I do not think that our foundation is good enough for us to expand yet because our systems are not good enough. And um, uh, as soon as we have that under control, and I think that will take us another year, I think we're ready for expansion. Um, we've had the option several times. I've always declined it. I've had a an offer over 10 million on the company at the time. Take it. Uh, I didn't. I take didn't. It. No, fucked up. Get in touch. Then. All right. Take it. An Australian guy, nice guy, flew over, private jet, all sorts. It was mad crazy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> didn't do that. Didn't go that way uh, because it wasn't right. Because this is legacy stuff. This is not about money. Mm-hmm. But you're damn right. I I can do it with a few quid. Like, well, yeah, yeah. Take it. Yeah. Take it. No, mate. We'll take the big fish at the end of the the journey. Damn, it's a big, it's a big old fucking. Oh, fish it's a fucking million. big fish. <laughs> it's a, a hell of a. That's big, a big tuna. That's a big. That's a big fatty it's tuna. Crazy how if someone dangled fifty grand in front of me, I'd be like, take the legacy. <laughs> take the legacy. Listen, a off. couple of years ago. I know exactly what you mean. No, nah, like there's. But not really. To be fair, <laughs> let me explain. Right. To be fair, whatever whatever that situation was there, we did accept it. Then we went into terms, solicitors done their jobs, and Stephen and I kept on talking. Stephen's like, is this the right thing? And I don't know, I don't know. Right? It's something like, and he's like, we just, no, it wasn't right. Yeah. But you're, you're, it's like, I remember not that long ago, like, it, my job is such a weird job, and I remember friends of mine being like, and this is- I have one question for you, by the way. This Shoot. is an important one, right? I find it very difficult to start filming. Whenever I'm filming, I'm all right, but fucking starting, starting, pff, I struggle with that. Do you ever have that on stage? Or you, you just literally, ah, I'm just like, ah, I'm just walking. It's so hard to open a show. Yeah. It is bizarre, mate. You, listen, how I'm my voice went there. I was just about to burst into tears thinking about it. Um, I mean, it really depends on, like, the crowd. There's sometimes you walk on, you're firing straight away, but... Yeah, you like getting and also that point of getting into it that your first bit is what they're going to judge you. Aye. You're the first thing you say is going to set the tone for the whole rest of the show. So, it's the most difficult part because then you're cruising and everything's easy. But sometimes you go into what I what we call like a hot room. So, if you go do Lavery's comedy club and everyone's killing, it's you just go on, you just start, it's no problem. But if you go on in a room where there's like nothing really happening, it's really difficult to just, yeah, get it going. But I think that's the same with, like, any, any anything. I find do. it so difficult. Still, after two and a half, three years, yeah. to start filming, it's... Pfft. Like, often we say, ah, oh, we'll start filming at 11. I start filming at 3, mate. Right, right, right. Some people work better in the evening. I know people who do podcasts, oh, yeah. and they're, like, after 9 o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night. It's my worst nightmare. This is what we've, we've, we've worked, always in the evenings, and then... I don't know why we switched office hours. Maybe because it didn't suit anyone. Bar yeah, me. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. It was filmed in your house. It was in the beginning. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Not anymore. Now we have a like. It's alright. It's a nice studio. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to come and see it. Like pool table. I love to. Yeah. We have a full bar. It's proper. That's a bit like who, who takes you up on it. It's a bit like remember uh, there was a big. I don't know if they're still doing it, but you were going to a bar. There was a long time where local barbers. It all started with a, a bottle of beer. 
There's a wee fridge or a wee bottles of beer. Then it turned into whiskey and a few other. Who's who's getting who's getting the two back and sides <laughs> with a bottle of Corona and a Jameson? <laughs> that's a it's a weird th- look. Aye. But who who goes? Is it more for like it's there if you want it? But are people coming in being like I'm interested in a watch, but I'm more interested in cosmetics? No, it's more that we want to get smashed on Friday night, right? And fair it's enough. easy. Ex- otherwise, they oh, go. for you guys when you're filming, that uh, makes way more sense. Like I know. No, no. <laughs> it's more a Friday night, you know. You know, it's nice to have people over, have a drink, but yeah, like yeah. we wanted the place because the, the studio is also in our main office with the business. Yeah, we yeah. just wanted to wanted to have a build an environment which people enjoy. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, and that's the key, and I love to drink, so and I'm an alcoholic. Last thing is... Um, <laughs> not even embarrassed about it. Last thing is... Yeah, what's is, wrong? What are you laughing? What, 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 what's funny is if this was anywhere else in the world, the podcast would switch, and it would be like, man, we need to talk through this. But I want to know... <laughs> I want to know... 52 shots of tequila there on the boat from the Netherlands. 52 shots... What was with my mate? 52 shots of tequila each. I would, I would be dead. <laughs> I would be dead. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> two pints of Carlsberg on the Stena line once. <laughs> each. That's two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. So, um, so I want to ask you this: What's have you? Are you getting offered like a lot of mainstream stuff? For example, are like local TV companies coming to you and being like, we want you to do this series on your love of watches or, you know, American companies being like yeah. this and that. Um, what What's something you've like, you were like, oh, thought about and then just didn't do? And, and do you not want nothing, to do any of that stuff? <clears throat> nothing really that I didn't do. It, it fell through. We were doing, we were um, going to do a TV show with Kevin Hart, with Heartbeat, Heartbeat Productions. Uh, he's, he's a good lad, I. I never met him. No. No, he, he ran off stage every time you guys, was it not with Colin? Yeah, you, I was the guy chasing him. <laughs> <laughs> that is we, did, we met him at the, I do stand up, I don't know, we met him at the arena shows at the end. So right. 22 shows, didn't meet him. And then the arena shows, got to meet him. Lovely guy. All right. So, like, I never got to meet him in that way either. So okay. in Belfast, right? Because that was supposed to... I'm actually fucking raging about this because Wayne is right at man. Every time Kev, this is uh, all of a sudden we jump in a different story. Every time Kevin uh, makes a movie, he buys a watch. Right. It was here, and I advised that he wanted to have a fifty-seven eleven rose, and I advised Wayne is right at man not to buy that watch for on grey market. Right. We can get this sorted with an authorized dealer for him for Kevin, which was going to be a hundred fifty grand cheaper. That's doing, and I was not grand gonna, cheaper. Yes, <laughs> cheaper. So what's the retail at? The roughly re- the retail was about one hundred and twelve, hundred and thirteen sterling, I think at the time. Yeah, but the watch was going over three times retail, right? So that was right. extreme. So right. I said, "Don't do this." Yeah, or I was going two times retail. I don't do this, and I'm like, I can sort you out now tomorrow. You have them tomorrow. Yeah, but clearly they they misinformed Kevin because. There's always people there who want to make money in between. So he did buy the wasp, but not from us. He bought this from a guy and flew him over from New- uh, from Hong Kong. I was raging. I could have sold that watch, not myself, not my as a business, but I could. Have, I gave him the advice not to buy this via uh, a grey market. I can sort him out using authorised channels and save him $150,000. 
But um, of course, that was a bit raging. But I mean, talk about TV show. The idea of saving a could have saved one hundred fifty grand. I was in Marxies recently and couldn't find my Sparks card, and was sweating. And I literally buying fucking mandarin oranges and almond milk, and I was like, I'm paying for the whack for this when I could be saving. Exactly. Fifteen percent or something. Like ah, that. if you were struggling that much, you would go to Tesco. You shade hog, right? <laughs> <laughs> I will point out it's the wee M and S when you come out of the international airport, which I love. I love that it's there. Yeah. Yeah, you get a treat for the way homers. We oh. mandarin orange and carton almond. Not Percy pigs, no. I did buy a parking Percy. Pigs. Ah, there you go. So, but um, my Achilles heel. <laughs> That's why I'm fat. <laughs> Just saying. Um, we were supposed to do a TV show and uh, produced by Michael Sugar, uh, which won an Oscar with Spotlight. Uh, nice guy, uh, like proper, big time. Um, we had interviews uh, and pitches with Apple, Discovery Channel, uh, some other things. Um, two, two wanted to go ahead, but then one of the characters was an absolute mad balloon. Um, so the whole format was fell through and Kevin Kevin also made the comment and so like because they were all my Kevin no Kevin Hart yeah you're Kevin I made this comment there's four white watch dealers here we need a black dude right and completely I mean that shows diversity but that was one of the points as well right so there were a lot of things and it just with COVID it was just difficult to pitch as well because it was all via Zoom right 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 and uh, I'm sad that it didn't work out because um, that would have would have done unbelievable for our businesses and for the industry as well yeah yeah. so I'm uh, I'm, hey. I'm not too fussed hey. about that stuff anymore I'll get on board uh, he'll do it we'll teach you how to deal Kevin's with long it. gone from here <clears throat> exactly it's just I'm the captain who's now. the daddy now <laughs> who's, me who's the daddy now I have a budget 700 quid we're going to make a show done it's going to be great um, yeah I, I I, you deserve like every success and I think that appreciate that you know you're talking about like being a foreigner and moving here but you're very much like here now, this you is know? my country yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, fuck well that's quite <laughs> you're just taking it all there I was offering you like a little bit of it you know <laughs> I'm offering you an acre in, in Balamina you know that's it Uh but yeah, I, uh, I I think it's great that you're based here and uh, love everything you do. I appreciate um, that. Jim. Thank you for coming on the podcast that. and come back again. And yeah, I'll come listen, play pool. I'm, around I'm, the corner, mate. I'm pretty good at pool. Yeah. Sometimes. I will absolutely, whatever. Are you good at pool? Some say no, don't believe them. You put a watch up, I'll put a watch up and we'll play. <laughs> Done. You pick Done. any of those, apart from this, the clear one, which I love. <laughs> Nico, thank you very much, mate. I appreciate it. Thank you for it. having me, mate. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm.